Amen. New year. 2023. How many of you can hardly believe that you're living in 2023? <laughs> I'm still stuck in the 60s. I don't <laughs> you know. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, for young people, they'll realize it as well. But when you get to a certain age, you start a lot of reminiscing and thinking and going over things. You're reminded of things. And you're reminded of a lot of things that you can't remember. Kathy and I were, uh, she was going through some pictures last night looking for, you know, a certain picture, and she was pulling all these different pictures out and laughing at them and looking at them. And she showed me these things, and, and I'm like, I can't remember what you put in on there. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And, and uh, you know, it was neat to take a look at how young we were 40 years ago. I was a good-looking guy at that point. I, lo I looked like a million bucks back then. And I still do. Some leaves change. But nonetheless. But I got to thinking about our time together this morning. And the word that I want to bring to you in light of where we find ourselves in this world. It isn't something that deals with prophecy. It's not something that deals with end times or understandings of this, that, or anything else. When I look at this world, it's easy to be confused and to wonder what in the world God's doing. Amen? It, it comes to that point many times where, how do I want to say this? It is, it is crazy in what's happening, what's going on, what's taking place, the events around not only this country, but in every country on this globe. From pandemics to terrorisms, to the rising up of disgruntled, how will I put it, individuals, the political scenes, the financial problems, the issues that are all around us. And I'm at that age where I begin to really be concerned, not just for my kids, but especially for my grandkids. But then I have to stop and remember, hey, guess what? This world is, in, is not in control of itself. God is still in control. God is still doing what only he can do. He is not overpowered. He is not overwhelmed. He is not hoping to just you know, get through and, and hope this works out. God is totally in control. Everybody said, I hope so. <laughs> no. I want to bring to you a teaching, kind of preaching thing this morning that I, I trust you will see and you will understand. It's going to be, it, it really, it's what it's titled is, What is he thinking of you? And there's a whole lot more to that, that, that question than meets the eye. But I'm only going to dabble on it a little bit today. If God wills, I'll do it again. I'll dabble on it some more next week. But for right now, I just want to share these intricate parts. Now, 
this passage in Isaiah 55, it's a passage that a lot of people already know, at least parts of it, okay? And, and I'd like to read the whole chapter, to be honest with you, but I'm going to leave that to you. What I want to do here right now is I want to read the center of what I'm looking at sharing with you today. So what I'd like to do is begin with verse 6 in your notes and begin to read from there. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Here we go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Darwin, I'm going to ask you, if I'm in the monitors, please bring that down. Okay. Why am I getting the back way up here? Because there's nothing in between here. That's probably why. But, but let, me, let me say this. Um, those last words I read, they have been applied to God in a way that really was never intended. In fact, we've used these verses to give us a better sense of separation from God. Okay? He becomes remote. He becomes unknowable. An unknowable God. Let me explain. Something happens which to which you, you don't even have an answer. And the first thing out of our mouth, why does God allow this? And then you have a well-intended believer or a well-intended pastor who will reply, well, his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. Which really, what it means is you'll never understand God. He's there, but don't hope to have him as a friend. I mean, because you just don't know what he's doing most of the time. So you just need to go to Lowe's and and, and get a ladder and, and, and get over it and just trust him, right? I mean, come on. It's like God is this closed-door mystery. So when I need him, especially in those hard times of life, th this is what you get. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. As if God is saying, I don't want to talk to you. So just get used to it. You'll never know him. You'll just, you know. Can I tell you something this morning? I'm going to tell you this boldly. I'm, I'm, if I'm offending you, good. Because I've got something I want to give you that's going to mess your mind up and excite you and overjoy you. But it's that. I mean, am I hitting this pretty much the way we normally understand this? Get rid of that. That thinking is meant to destroy our relationship with God. If 
And I've said this, you've heard me say it umpteen times, whatever that number is. And that is that if people, if only people would read what goes before that verse, we, you know, and after that verse, or, or maybe even a few chapters. If you're reading before it to see how that verse actually plays in, how it actually works, things begin to open up to you. You have a brand new understanding of something. Things begin to open up before you. You know, everybody can tell me John 3:16, but can you tell me John 16 or John chapter 3 verse 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 you can begin to understand a whole depth of love. You can go to any verse that you can quote, and if you begin to go before it and you come after it, there is something that opens up before you that gives you not only a new and fresh understanding, but can blow your mind. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him, get ready. Go ahead. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, get ready for your mind to be blown. Boy, Pastor, better deliver on this one. I'm just going to give you God's word. I'll let him deliver what needs to be delivered. Look, this one verse that we just read is actually, in, in actuality, it is speaking of the glorious, limitlessness, the covenant love of God. It is speaking of the grace and the goodness of God, the unspeakable compassions of God toward us. If you want to know what are the thoughts and far beyond our thoughts, we are speaking of the love of God. He's saying God's love is infinitely beyond your wildest thoughts. It's speaking of the ways of God. It's speaking of his compassion. Ways that just literally leave us speechless. And, and it's amazing where it takes us, where it leads us. The image, it drops into our lap. So let's go ahead and get a good start, shall we? Let's begin with verse 1 of chapter 55. It says, ho, everybody say that. Yeah, it's Christmas. We might as well get into it, right? Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. You getting that? I mean, we know what it means, but let's be truthful. It sounds a little strange. He's saying, buy it. It's free. How can you buy something that's free? Well, you see, when... When you buy something, let me just put a little you know, bracket around this. When you buy something, it is a declaration of ownership. That's what it is. Say you're in the store and you pick up some items. 
And in picking them up, you are saying, this is mine. This is mine. I mean, and, and you know, if I'm shopping, I got my shopping cart, I put stuff in my cart, and somebody comes along and reaches in to grab that item out of my cart? <laughs> I was at Walmart on, on uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and and because uh, I, I realized I needed kibasi. So I went to the store, and I know right where kibasi's at because I frequent that section often. And I go up, and, and I notice there's not much kibasi left. And so I pick up what's left of the kibasi that's there. It's just enough for who I'm feeding today. And, and if, if, if somebody else came along and took a look at that and saw it was empty and then saw I had it in my cart and they went to reach in and get, get the kibasi kid would have come after them. It's mine. That's right. It's mine. And, and it belongs to me. I took it. I put my hand on it, and I took it. It belongs to me. So, buying indicates belonging. It has a name on it. But then you have to go through the checkout and pay for it. You declare, this is mine. It belongs to me. Now we go and, and we hand over the cash at the checkout to make it ours. So what Isaiah is saying, what I'm going to tell you, that which is yours, go and put your hands on it. Grab it. It's yours. Oh, and P.S. There is no checkout. You just walk straight out. Out you go. It's yours. It's free. Someone has already paid for you to have this. So go and enjoy it. Now, that's the introduction. And it's, it's, it's leaving us with a little, in, in my book, it's leaving us with a, huh? Does it make, doesn't make any sense in my world. I mean, here, here's what is happening. What, what's really going on right now we are already beginning to be introduced to my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Our ways insist that you pay for it. You pay for something. If you don't pay for it, you'll be arrested. So you can pick up all you want and put it in your cart. And if you don't pay for it, I'll see you in five to ten. So let me introduce you to the God whose thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways look like stealing. And he's saying, take it and walk away. It's yours for free. And he's addressing this to everybody. Ho. Say that with me. Ho. Yes. Gonna keep you awake this morning one way or another. Ho! Everyone, every, exactly, everyone who thirsts. Today, really, that, that kind of language, if I can give it to you a little bit different, is, is that we'd say, standing, we're standing in the store. We go, hey, you! 
and we toss it to them. Hey, you, want something for free? Eat food for nothing? You want the real thing? The real thing. Notice that's what he's saying. You're wasting money on all this other stuff, and it's not even good for you. In fact, I like the way the Message Bible puts it. It's right there in, in your notes. And, and let's, let's just read it together. It says, hey there, all you, all who are thirsty, come to the water. Are you penniless? Come anyway. Buy and eat. Come. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Buy your drinks. Buy wine and milk. Buy without money. Everything's free. Why do you spend your money on junk food, your hard-earned cash on cotton candy? Listen to me. Listen well. Eat only the best. Fill yourself with only the finest. That's a great interpretation of this. I know it's paraphrased, but if you were to really word that thing out, you're going to find that's what it's saying. He addresses this to everybody. And in parts here, especially when you get into verse 7, he calls them wicked and unrighteous. And if you remember correctly, and, 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 and unrighteous means you have no known relationship with God. That's what an unrighteous person is. You have no known relationship with God. You don't know it. And then the word wicked. Now, we use that as a manner of speech, okay? Oh, that person's wicked. But we don't, you know, we just think evil. But the word is wick. Wicked or wicker. Wicker. Like, like many of you might have a wicker chair, right? And if you look at that chair and the, the way it, 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 it's made, the wicker, is that the wood is, is twisted and turned and woven in and out. It's a wicker chair. He's saying the people are twisted. People that are groping in the dark, they don't know me. God is saying, my word pierces the darkness and says, all of you that are thirsty, hungry, you're spending your life's treasures on that which is junk. And that junk is killing you but I'm giving you food that will sustain you and make you full. Hey, let's be real. When was the last time you heard somebody, even a kid, say, oh, I'm stuffed. I can't eat another potato chip. You, you, you never get full from eating potato chips. So what does he say to the wicked? Look at verse 7. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Okay? And let him return. Everybody say the word return. Let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Now, now I, I, I love this part because he says come and turn or return which is the word turn, return to me, turn to me. This, this, is, this is another great word. I, I just love this word, and, and I hope you'll get it. In the New Testament, the word is metanoia, 
In the Old Testament, the word is teshuvia. Teshuvah, I'm sorry, teshuva. Say that with me. Teshuva. Bless you. <laughs> teshuva. Teshuva. It's mentioned over and over and over and over again in the Old Testament. Turn is a good translation of that word teshuva. Now, turn is what the word is actually saying. The word describes action. It means you do something. Turn to your name and tell them, you do something. Yeah, don't just sit there feeling sorry. Do something. So when we come to this word, it is primarily speaking of turning toward God. It's an action of turning toward God rather than sitting here going, I'm sorry that I made such a mess of my life. I'm so sorry I, I've messed up here. And there. This, this, this is waking up. This is, whoa, I see it. I mean, do you know what it's like to walk into that dark pitch room and then say, Alexa, turn the kitchen lights on. I mean, poof, and it's like, whoa. It, it's, it's, it's like, it's a radical change of mind which involves seeing what the truth is. When you see truth, it just blows your mind. It, it's like unbelievable. You say, I messed up. Yeah. But I don't stay there. I turn, I teshuva to God. And I teshuva, I turn to him because of the kind of God that he is. Look, how many know he does not want you to focus on your failures? That is not his bag. The enemy wants you to focus in on your failures, to feel worthless, to, to, to feel beaten down and not be able to turn to God because you just a mess up, screw up, loser, not worth anything. You got nothing going for you. You got nothing that you've done right. Your life is a mess. looks at you and the enemy tries to tell you that your ability is not doable. Your ability, I got news for you, friend. It's a new year. It's a time for a new way of seeing things. He wants you to turn toward him. That's this word, teshuva. Eyes wide open. I see it. I get it. It means a response. I see it. I, I, I see, and my response is, I turn to him with expectancy. I see truth here. I get it. it, it, it I, so I turn to him 
with expectancy. Look, we turn to see, to know, to be embraced, to be restored. Because this is a word of restoration, friends. Teshuva is a word of restoration. David used it in Psalm 23. What did he say? He said, he restores Teshuvah's my soul. He restores me. He takes me back. He turns me around. That's what this word is. This word was addressed to those who feel, who, who see themselves as beyond hope. It's, it's why he uses the word wicked and unrighteous. Your lives have been messed up. The only God you've known is this angry God who's, who's going to punish you because you can't be good enough. So your, your, your eyes, I mean, how can I put it? Your eyes are looking at your problems. Your, 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 your messed upness. God doesn't want you. Look, look. Set your eyes on God. And he's saying, I'll abundantly pardon you. Abundantly pardon. Abundantly. Over the top. Beyond. Unmeasurable. Limitedness. Look, Jesus would use the same word in, in how he would receive others, right? He rece- that, that word literally means in, in the Greek that abundantly, that word, the same word right here in the Hebrew. It, you're, you're dealing, understand, with this word, teshuva. Teshuva is I turn to God to be received. Grace upon grace upon grace, never ceasing, never ending. Grace upon grace. Listen, our our God, who has been revealed fully in Jesus Christ, does not have to be persuaded to abundantly release. That is a statement I want to make again. Our God, revealed in Christ, does not have to be persuaded to to abundantly forgive us. Forgive me, God. Oh, I'm messed up, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me, God? Oh, God. We grovel and we crawl. It's like we're expecting God to go, well, okay. That's not God. And... might sound too simple to you, but I'm going to make it simple, so I hope you understand it. Our God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, our God, three in one, is the author of Teshuva. He is the author of it. He is the author. We think we're the author of repentance, because really that's what the word is getting to. Turn. We think we're the author of repentance, and, and our work of repentance well, it'll hopefully change the mind of God because we're doing the right things. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing now. I'm coming to church. I'm giving in the in the offering. I'm tithing. I'm, I'm, I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. Well, maybe I'm not doing an offering, but I don't know. I don't know. What is enough anyways, right? 
And the only reason I'm doing it is not to draw close. It's that I might change God's mind about me. That he might take me a little bit more special. Use me or, 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 or just forgive me. And all that, that, he might, that, that I might be okay with God. This is saying that God is the author of Teshuva. God is, he's the, he is the one who enlightens you to who he is. And your response to that which comes with that enlightenment is, I turn to him. I turn toward him to receive him. Do you get that? It's free. I mean, by it. Grab it. It's yours. Do you get, do you, do you get that? And, 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 and here, here, here's the thing. Teshuvah doesn't buy God's attention. It's his love and goodness that leads us to Teshuvah. Look, and as, we, as, 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 as it leads us to Teshuvah, as we turn, I'm saying to you this morning, Expect an abundance of pardon. Hello, somebody. Oh, see, that got you all excited. I guess you haven't quite been where I've been, done what I've done, lived what I've lived, seen what I've seen. guess you maybe not have messed up as much as I've messed up. But boy, have I ever. And I think about stuff like this, and I recognize it. He's the author. It's his love, it's his goodness that leads us to Teshuvah. And as we turn, expect an abundance of pardon. Because he's the author. It, it, it says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Say that word with me. Pardon. Now the very next word then, the very next word is for. For. I'm not talking golf here either. For. Or you can say because. Same thing. Because. Return to the Lord. He'll have compassion on you. Abundantly pardon. Why should you turn to God and expect that? For. Because. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Oh, come on. I begin to get a different sense, a different picture. It's saying to me that I can relax. He's saying, I don't expect you to fully understand the vastness of God's love because his thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your Our thoughts of love, our thoughts of they're a mess. They are a mess. And, and, and truthfully, 
when, when, I, when I get into this, our thoughts of love are, limit, are limited. They're limited to, 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 no, 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 no. Can you agree with me that our thoughts of love are pathetic? Why am I just seeing all the women go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Listen, you can turn to God and expect to meet an abundance of pleasure, an abundance of welcome because his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our, our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts say what? Failure, unworthy, a mess. And I'm saying discard them. Why? Because your thoughts are not his thoughts. Hello. How he thinks about you versus what you think he thinks about you are two different things. Because your thoughts are not his thoughts. The way you do things. The way we approach him. I mean, truthfully, we grovel before him. I did it, God. I did it. I did it. I'm a loser. I'm sorry. Listen. He says, because he is this God that has, that that is beyond any thought our thoughts can comprehend. Because of that, you turn to him. That's the reason that you turn to him. That's, you, you don't turn to him and say, God, can we discuss my thoughts? No. God's thoughts and God's ways are galaxies, universes. Ours, they hang around the rooftop, right? I mean, every time I think, we turn. We turn. Uh, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For there it is again. Because, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. His way is to run to you, to put his arms around you, while you to just to just kiss you all over, even while you still smell the roses. That's his way. That's not our way. That's his way. That's not our way. I'm going to say something here, and I hope you. Don't ever, ever shake it off of you. But our concept of God is covetously, absolutely, covetously. I mean, let's be real. What you know of God, what God has shown you, and what some other person has told you, what some TV person has showed you, what, what a book you read this week. Those are all fine. Those are all good. I'm not saying they're not. But it's covetous. The way God wants to think. 
what better source, what better way. And that, that's, that's, that's the thing. We have a, a positive scripture concept of faith. You ever start thinking about that? He doesn't, he doesn't do all should be doing. He's not living up to what he should be living up to. He's not involved in what he should be involved. He's, he's, he's just not living for me the way he should be living for me. What are we focusing in on? We're focusing in on jobs. Really? That is not deceiving. We came for this and then we came out of our crystal messed up way, our darkness and Remember the story in Acts uh, of the guys who tried to cast out the demons, that stuff, right? And 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 the demon turned around and looked at these guys and said, "Hmm, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who in the world are you? Hello, you know what God's saying to you?" He's saying, I know. Uh, the, the enemy, he, he doesn't know any of this. I know you. I know everything about you. I know your, your, your hang-ups, your, your hiccups, your problems. Your situ- I know you. I know you. You, you do realize that, that, that thoughts are in our words. Right? Those words don't come out until the thoughts have been there. Attitudes come from that. Hello? And, and what that does is, is that builds real estate. I love that word. Real. 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 Territory. It builds real territory. It, it builds pathways on which I operate and move and think and act. Thoughts that he has is who he is in relationship to you. Pathways for you to know him. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As God thinks in his heart, and he is love, and he is good. So his response to you is not about something you, you, you did or something you said. His thoughts are for you, not against you. Thoughts of restoration. Thoughts of restoring you. His thoughts... His thoughts are, 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 are not out to get you, to condemn you. To, to, no, 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 un, un, understand. 
He meets us with an abundance of His thoughts about me lead me to the future. His love towards me leads me to the future. In this case, and we stop. He turns towards us. And when I hear more I want to give you than that. But let me just not make a hasty decision that my chair will stick out. But this morning, I want to just really help you. I want to stop for a moment. Because we can see things, don't we? We got chip crumbs all over our shirt and pants. We got Things eaten off of nightstands. Holes in our teeth. Health that's degenerated. Don't get worse. Come back. Take a seat. Find it. Grab it. Take your time. It's short. And, and don't settle for the short. It's the good stuff. I mean, if you're a health guy, it's the healthy stuff. If you're a meat person like me, it's a carnival stuff. Carnivore, not carnival. That's saying, you know, this is sad. We don't get satisfied on cotton candy. What kid has ever told you after eating that big gob of stuff? I'm so full, Ma, I can't eat another bite. No, the only thing they do when they eat that stuff is ding, 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 ding. It's killing us. It's killing us. We live in this poverty. in darkness, can't see, not knowing a relationship with God. Where are you? And it's such an abundance of life to be restored to peace, fully restores my thing I believe God has in store in a special way for this year as we take our first steps in 2023 is that I let me know about it. I, I just, I, I encourage you 
word also gets translated, like I said, with Jesus, but used over and over and over. We use it umpty about receiving, the receiving, they receive. Especially talking about those who are hurting, those who are lame, those who are sick, those who are cast out, those who are We look at metanoia and yeshiva. We translate it repentance in there, but you think that repentance is that hard? That's the essence of repentance. I hope you get all that. Repent. 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 Are you saying that we shouldn't repent, Pastor? That's not what I'm saying. I want you to understand his way, his thoughts. It's not to try to answer some, some, something. Uh, well, you know, it's the way things. Why did that person die? Why is this murder thing? Why is this happening over there? His well, his ways are higher than our way. No, that's separation from God. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, turn to me and expect an abundance of pardon. For my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. For as high as the heavens, heavens are space all the way out there is it's, it's, it's beyond your imagination then pray Lord I thank you this morning for in this place you are sharing with us your heart your desire trying to reach us in ways we haven't been reached before. And Lord, I thank you that we are never at an age of sufficiency, of learning and having revealed to us who you are. I thank you for opening up my eyes of understanding and filling it with the knowledge of your will. I thank you that you're not done in our lives but that you are constantly, constantly drawing to us. Lord, in this place this morning, I pray if there is one here who is unknown from knowing relationship with you, that there would be a yeshiva from in, that there would be a it's an action. It's a response. And realize the compassion that you have for them. So they can expect and reap an abundance of pardon. And you can bless your servants with that this morning. Lord, to anyone here who's thirsty, I pray that they would come. I pray that they would lay their hand on this and make it theirs. And in making it theirs, that this morning, this morning, they are met by the grace, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace of God. So Lord, I pray. 
there's one that's here to stay. But it's not perfect. But perfect. And Jesus you have made a way. It's not my way. Not ways I've understood. But you have made a way for your thoughts and your ways are not mine. Today, I receive. I turn towards Somebody give God praise this morning. If you don't mind, I'm going to continue this next one. Let, let me take you a little bit further. With this. There's more to this than what we've seen. Like I said, go before, go after. Read more than what you establish a theology. God's bigger than that. He's greater than that. I get excited about that. But the old thing we used to say, Lord, I want to praise you, Lord. God, I, that's in my head now. Have more than you think. Yeah, more abundantly. God doesn't want you focused on your failures. He wants you to come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Not sit there in your worries and your wallows and your loneliness and all these other things that you so heap upon yourself. God's got more in store. You're a part of something bigger than what you're looking at. As long as the enemy can keep you focused where he's let you focus, you're done. God didn't come to let you make I'm going to ask those who will be serving the emblems this morning to take a few moments here at the end of the service. Would you join me in a prayer? Gentlemen, would you step up to the table, please, right in front of there? I'm going to ask you this morning, as we do this, it doesn't matter, but there's something about family that means a lot. And I know we're separated, you know, it's, it's not real full this morning, and we've got, you know, the sporadic. Can we just get up for a moment and stand, and can we come to the front to receive of these emblems? Shiva, yeah, step out of your step out of your pew. Come on down. Don't be bashful. Don't be held back. 
but as we partake and learn, in Isaiah. And let me read it again from the message Bible. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there. All you who are thirsty, come to the water for peace. If you're thirsty, why are you so far from the water? Are you penniless? Come anyway. Buy and eat. Come, buy your drinks, buy wine, buy milk, buy without money. For this is free. This is free. But when you put your hand on it, you own it. Why do you spend your money on junk food? With hard-earned cash. Try and fill up on cocktails. Listen to me. Listen well. Eat only the best. Fill yourself with only choice products. Man, we've got pickle-flavored potato chips for you. The world says we've got this for you and that for you. Oh, just eat up. Here, oh, but you know it's going to cost you something, right? You don't get nothing from this world for free. It's going to cost you. And you know what it's going to cost you? More than what you got and more than what you can afford. That's it. Someone's already paid. What you hold in your hand, you have drinks. Is that time that we... We shared, we, we went over what's taking place. 
Jesus right now. They serve as reminders to us today that we have met say, doesn't matter what I said, doesn't matter what I did, doesn't matter what I do, it matters on how he sees himself in relationship to me. He gave himself for me. He paid my righteousness so that my unrighteousness could be paid. He paid my salvation in my wicked up, twisted up darkness. And now he who is in the Father and the Father in him is in me and I am in, in him, which means Father in him is in me as well by the power of the Holy Spirit. He imparts, he partakes, he continues, he mm, mm, mm. praise the Father. Praise the Father. Praise the Father. He truly the same night in which he was betrayed. Lord, we give you thanks for those emblems before us speak of how. They speak of completeness, assurance. They speak of you. They represent you. We do this in remembrance of you. Your body your new covenant. Lord, I pray as we receive of these emblems, let us realize we're eating your flesh and drinking your blood. Let us never ever forget those emblems and what they mean. And in doing so, reminding us you are returning to so we believe that there are healings about to take place in this place. That there are a breakthroughs about to happen. That there are eyes open where they've never been opened. That there's a, a, a returning of restoration. A restoration. Your being restored because you, Yeshua, are coming. Holy Spirit, thank you for imparting the very life of Christ. So, Lord, I receive my healing in every cell, in every organ, in every part of my body. I receive, I 
Toshiba by healing. <laughs> in every cell, in every organ, and in every part of my body. In Jesus' name. When he had blessed it, he took it, broke it, and he said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Shall we partake together? And after supper, he also took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink in remembrance of me. Shall we partake of the cup together? Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Spirit. Favor them. Open their eyes of understanding. Filling them with the knowledge of your will. With understanding and revelation. Lord, a new revelation of who their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is. Favor them. Bless them. Prosper them. Protect them. Increase them. Keep them safe. Impart your health to them. Honor them. Bless them in their coming in and their going out. Bless their ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Love on them as they go forward in your days. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, give him praise one more time, would you? This is where you sing shouts.
thank you, Lord.